all alone for a jog in the middle of the woods. Some guy walks up to you and tells you he wants to use his harmonica to play you a song. And then he tells you it's a rape whistle. That's exactly what happened to my guest today, Maura Barkley. Maura turned that incident into a business she calls Soulful Leader. She's a great friend and I'm happy to interview her today on the show. Welcome to Off My Duff, the entrepreneur podcast. Off My Duff is all about getting off your backside and finally, making your impact by living your truth. If you are an entrepreneur with a heart to help others, you're in the right place. We chat with guests from seven figures to just starting out because that's how we roll. Off My Duff is the nudge you need to expand your business and slay resistance. So without further ado, I invite you to get off your duff and let's get started. Now, here's your host, Duff Gardner. Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to Off My Duff, the entrepreneur podcast, where we answer that age old question, how do I get off my backside and get this thing started? making an impact in the world. And I wanted to invite you to uh, listen to a guest that I have on today, really excited to have her on. Her name is Maura Barkley, and she is the worthiness warrior. She's a friend of mine. We've been friends for many years, I think, Maura. Been very excited to have her on the show. Welcome, Maura. Welcome to Off My Duff. Thank you. I'm I'm so excited to be off my duff and getting this business going. (laughs) Right? Um, you know, uh, quite often when I'm talking with people and more, I don't think you even know this, but um, I think you're one of my, if not my favorite client I've ever had, uh, just somebody who just intuitively knows how to really help others make an impact. And so, yeah, super excited to have you on the show. And um, the reason you're on the show is because there's a lot of changes happening in your world. So what's going on with your business these days? Well, I think, uh, first of all, I, I'm so I'm so honored to be here. And you were the first person I ever invested in to help me build my business. And I learned so much from you. And, and the first thing I would say to people who, you know, want to build a business is get help and pay for it. <laughs> okay, that's the first thing. So I just want to get that out there. It's really important to get good help and good help is is worth paying for. So Thank you, and um, I'm, it's such a pleasure to, to stay connected to you as your friend, and I love to watch what you're doing. Um, so what's going on is uh, another thing that I think entrepreneurs struggle with, where they have this idea, <clears throat> as I did, about what I wanted to do, and I was really passionate about it, and the deeper I got into it, the more I realized, um, I'm changing in a way that is in conflict with my, like, core value of my business. Right. So I had to pivot, right? I had to pivot. And I think pivoting, like things happen, right? People get divorced. Uh, people lose a loved one. People get cancer. They have a spiritual awakening as I did. And suddenly, oh my gosh, this business I spent 15 years nurturing doesn't work anymore. I got to pivot. How do I leverage all the infrastructure and goodwill that I've built in my, my past community? Mm-hmm. How do I, how do I get them to pivot with me? What, do, how do I do this? So I went from Unbreakable Woman, which was a women's empowerment, a compassionate uh, empowerment system Mm -hmm. that was based on the science of intuition, lots of evidence-based research to help women understand 
where their intuition was coming from, how it was their most powerful tool to help keep them safe in any situation, and uh, how to leverage body language and things like this, and never have to fight like a man. And it was all about helping women build an equitable, powerful life for themselves and, and helping them advocate for themselves and how to call out um, bias when they saw it in a compassionate way to actually build relationship with that person and not make that person feel judged. So I had this whole system, this whole program is going very well right. um, until I realized <laughs> yeah. I, 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 really, I really had to get, I really had to get real with the fact that every single time I did the, any research, anytime I read an article, anytime I read a book, I would just get homicidally enraged. Like injustice is a problem for me. I have some sort of hair trigger <laughs> issue with like bald face injustice. There is this righteous, righteous indignation that comes forth in my being. And I'm like, this is really stressful. <laughs> I don't like this. <laughs> and then I had a spiritual awakening. This is all true, by the way. Like I get so angry. I just have to stop doing research. Like there's a book that I can't, I can't get through. I can't get through. It's, it's brilliant. And I cannot get through it. I just get too mad. Right. So I'm like, all right, first of all, research to keep me in, in integrity as an entrepreneur and an expert in my field is making me upset. So that's the first problematic red flag. Right. And the second one was I had a spiritual awakening back in uh, June of 2019. Actually, no, it, it started when I had cancer in 2016. And then mm -hmm. I got divorced and I, and I started living in a really empowered life in my, uh, in my uh, what, radical truth. Sure. And I went to a Dr. Joe Dispenza event and I uh, felt the sort of the wholeness of, of us as a species. And I felt uh, the, the oneness of everyone as a, as a consciousness, as a loving, intelligent consciousness. And I realized that in all of my resistance to the, to the problem, uh, well, oh, trying to create a solution to the problem, of, uh, of like uh, hypermasculinity or whatever you want to call it, um, the dominant social group using subjugation and and, uh, and marginalization as a means to keeping their social dominance and economic dominance. By cre by creating solutions to that, I was actually creating more energy into the problem, and I was sort of building. A, 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 I was contributing, and I wasn't. I just it didn't feel right anymore, and I thought, well, I don't want to fight against these brilliant, these brilliant, beautiful beings, even if they are operating from a place of scarcity and mm -hmm. lack of self-love, which is driving their behavior. I don't want to provide an antidote to the behavior anymore, like from one side. I felt like I really wanted to work with men and women. Yeah. And it seemed to me the root of the problem, like what I was doing was a Band-Aid and I only want to work at the root radical solution, like build a new, like break the old system, build a new system. Right. Uh, the, the answer was, I felt called to help every single person who was ready to heal the unexpressed uh, wounds of their past and come into a state of worthiness, self-acceptance and self-love by surrendering to this universal consciousness, whatever you call it, you've got to find something bigger and wiser than you to really receive, to really re surrender to this self-love, to this worthiness, this, the truth, the truth of what we are. And once I saw the infinite possibility in that, 
in how energetically this could be a much more service yep. to our to our planet, that's when I landed on Soulful Leader. And that's what I'm doing now. Love it. Now, one thing I know about you is uh, back when Unbreakable Woman was the brand, is you always had a point of view that men were part of the solution. And also, you had an incredible story as to how you got to that place. So the name of this podcast is Off My Up. I mean, a lot of it has to do with how did we get started? How did we get started down this path of helping people in the first place? And so I, I love your story, and I, I would love it if you would share it. Remind me which story we're talking about. I've got so many now, I want to tell the right one right well, here. Well, I know, and that's why I love you. But mainly like the bigger, stronger, faster, you know, like the different iterations of oh, yourself that you went that, through yes, over time. Yeah, yes. yeah, it's incredible. Oh, thank you for reminding me. Um, okay, so the way I came to Unbreakable Woman was having grown up in a household with uh, a father who didn't have any boundaries and would trespass my boundaries uh, on occasion. And I hasten to say that uh, my experience with this sort of uh, molestation was very minor compared to what some women and, uh, and men have been through in their own households. So that being said, not to minimize my experience, I did grow up as a survivor of inappropriate mm -hmm. contact with a family member. Mm -hmm. And uh, this had a psychic impact on me that everywhere, I never felt safe in my house. And as a result, when I went out in public, I always felt like I was about to be attacked, like something bad was going to happen. Right. And uh, so my, my first instinct to be able to be safe was to get really, really strong because I figured... If I'm super strong, no man is going to want to mess with me. And then I will feel like that will be, that will be where my, I find my safety. And I lifted weights like a mofo. I lifted so many weights. I got so strong. And yeah. luckily I had these absolutely insane Eastern European genes. And I got so big and strong. I'm like, well, I'm going to do a bodybuilding contest. I've seen your and muscles. I won it. there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I won that one. And then I'm like, well, shoot, if I could win that one, maybe I can win another. So I went on to win titles in bodybuilding, natural bodybuilding back in the day before, like, you know, there was only like natural, you know, you were natural or, or drugs. And I wasn't taking drugs. So I was natural. And even though I had won all these contests and I was super duper strong, I really, it just, it didn't provide any safety for me. I was still afraid emotionally. I, I had so much fear. So I thought, well, maybe the problem is I just need to be super tough. I need to just like kind of get in, in guy land. I, I call it growing out. Like I'm just going to, I'm going to become a firefighter. Like I have a heart, a, a servant's heart. I'm, I'm going to become a firefighter. That's super tough. And I can be in service and, and everybody loves firefighters when they show up. So that also helps my need for external validation. So it was all this awesome bonus of I'm going to be tough. I'm going to be loved. And I get to, you know, have a hero, a, a hero's journey. Right. So I was definitely interested in being a hero at the time. So I worked my ass off for about uh, for three years, like bartending and being a professional applicant. And I finally got the job. And uh, after seven years of dragging hoses and throwing ladders and kicking in doors and swinging axes, I was so tough and I was still afraid. Like I was still afraid to walk to the parking lot at night to my car, like with my 12 inch biceps and my craziness. Like I, it was amazing to me. And I thought, okay, well, this is, is very clear. I need to fight. I need to learn how to fight like a man. That is the only solution that will give me the security, the peace of mind that I can handle myself no matter what happens. So I studied in Muay Thai. I studied uh, Arjukempo, Kajukempo, uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and I, and I climbed the ranks. 
multiple belt ranks in all of these. Uh, oh, and Kali, which is a knife fighting art with sticks. I mean, I learned wow. it all. Escrima, wow. yeah, uh, yeah. Savat, which is a which is a, a a French like kicking martial art. We just beat the crap out of people with your shoes. Wow. Leave it to the French to come up with a shoe based martial art. Okay, <laughs> so I learned all of this. I was like, no stone left unturned. I'm going to fight standing up. I can fight on the ground. And after all of this, after all of this training, I was still fearful. And I, I just, like, I don't know what else to do. There, there is nothing left. I have done every possible thing. And then one day, I, I realized as I looked back on my life, and I'm like, well, wait a minute. With the exception of my household, nothing has ever happened to me. And I look back at, at every scenario where I felt threatened, and I remember what I did. I remember what I said. I remember how I handled it. And I'm like, well, how did I know how to do that? What, what was keeping me safe? And I realized in that moment that it was my intuition. It was my, my ability to be in the moment with that person and not get scared and freak out and panic, but just literally be in the moment and listen for the impulse of my higher self, it turns out, of my wiser self. This is the theme in my, in my businesses, is being connected to the wiser part of me, the universal loving part of me that gave me the information I need to keep, to keep myself safe. And the moment I realized that I was protected from on high, I wasn't afraid anymore. Wow. And that's how I got a breakable woman. Wow. That's amazing. And so now you've evolved the, the, your practice. And um, one thing that you told me offline that uh, is really uh, important to you is you use the word radical truth. Mm. Now, how does that relate to the pivot that you've made and the change and the, the impact that you're making with clients today? First of all, that is such an awesome question. And I really appreciate you reiterating the concept of radical truth. The work we did together, you and I, Duff, produced this really awesome online content and this incredible machine to, to do primal power, which was like my, my basically my, my Jedi training for, for women. Uh, to teach them how to identify energy, you know, how to manage their own energy, be aware of it, how to throw it, how to clean it, like all these things. Yeah. And you and I did some great work together. And, and it was through our work that I actually got noticed by a Fortune 500 company in New York. Hmm. And they uh, offered to, I mean, they basically, the CEO, when she saw what I was doing, invited me to build my own, she invited me in at the director level to create my own uh, position at, with my first six-figure salary um, and, and commute to New York every other week. And I wow. loved it. It, wow. was like, it was my dream job. And it was based on all the work that you and I had done. They loved it so much. They're like, we would like that, please. I'm like, I like this offer. I'm going to say yes. <laughs> so... <laughs> So I was, I was, I entered into this. Now, as I was do, signing my employment offer, that CEO left the company and the leadership that came in did not share her vision for the work I was doing. And I was also very expensive. Yeah. So um, needless to say, uh, I was, uh, my position was eliminated with no warning uh, on January 4th, 2019, and a, and a new sort of budding romance that I, I had entered into after two and a half years of being divorced, like the first, like possibly legitimate romance. Yeah. Um, he, he ghosted me 
he flew wow. to Costa Rica and basically didn't come back. And I had to, and I couldn't even get him, I couldn't even raise him to like get him to admit that it was over. Like I had to go out of my way to break up with him. So I scheduled that WhatsApp call and, and the call with my manager an hour later was to let me go without any warning. Wow. So uh, in the span of less than 24 hours, I found myself at the tender age of 49, unemployed and single. After going from a six-figure wow. position, director position at a Fortune 500 company and in a budding romance. So I had to take a very, very, I didn't have to do anything. I chose. I chose the path of radical honesty. I saw how something I was doing had landed me in a position I didn't want to be in. And I sensed a pattern happening. And I thought, I am never again going to be in this position. I don't care what I have to do. I'm going to face every single gremlin, as Vanessa Simpkins puts it, uh, every single gremlin, every single uh, uh, ugly thing that I don't want to look at. I'm going to look at my toe hair. I'm going to look at all the stuff that I don't want people <laughs> to know I have that I don't even want to admit I have and yeah. really turn it over and, and, and accept it. And if I need to let it go and change it. So by radical honesty, it's all the things that we don't want to admit to ourselves. And these are the things that come home to roost that make us sick, that break us down, that ruin our relationships, that keep us in patterns and cycles. I stopped it. And I stopped it by looking inward and doing the inner work and making those transformations happen. And I want to be very clear. I'm not being immodest. I worked my ass off. I was, I sat in a lot of fires Yeah. and I am really good at sitting in the fire and not getting freaked out. It sucks. Don't get me wrong. It sucks. But there is an art to sitting in the fire of transformation in trust and in faith that it's taking away, it's burning away everything you don't want. And you are going to come out the other side transformed in a new way, in a new life, in a new everything. And it's real and it works. I'm a product of it. So once I started doing that inner work, uh, the first thing that happened was uh, the universe brought to me my soulmate. And I did not ask for it and I didn't want it at the time. And I said no quite a few times. Right. <laughs> I'm like, I'm really too busy for this. <laughs> but I asked the universe, I, here, here's how I manifested it. And, and the thing that I want, to, the reason I'm bringing this up, Duff, is the following concept, not knowing to want something. I was wow. so out of alignment that I didn't know to want loving, supportive, kind partner. I didn't know to want that because I thought it would take me 10 years to manifest it. I actually, I thought I need to be the partner that I want. I need to be generous, kind, loving, and supportive first to me, and then that partner will show himself. And sure enough, it was at the conference that I became loving, supportive, accepting, and whole, and instantly he showed up. Like, and I didn't even know to want him. And I asked the universe to help me. I went to that conference for one thing only, because you know, high achievers like us, stuff, entrepreneurs, yep. we got mm -hmm. one thing in common. We know how to put our noses down and get shit done. We're really good at it. You know what we, what we entrepreneurs really suck at? Surrender. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what high achievers really struggle with? Yeah. Surrender. Exactly. I, had one, I, I know this for a fact. 
<clears throat> at one point I fell down onto my knees and put my arms up and said to the universe, please help me. I have no idea how to do this. It was the most demoralizing feeling wow. I've ever had. Like, how do you surrender? I've never learned. I've been a warrior since I was seven. So um, I specialize in helping uh, warrior personalities, high achieving personalities, uh, gently and compassionately look at this stuff. Wow. When I asked for surrender, I said, oh, well, you know, please help me surrender. And so they're like, well, here's this guy. I'm like, I, I don't want a boyfriend. I want to surrender. They're like, yeah, but here's this guy. He's trying to love you. I'm like, enough with the guy. Enough with the guy. I'm trying to surrender here. They're like, yeah, accept his love. Receive. I'm like, oh, P.S. That guy is sitting in my daughter's room working. He's uh, here now with me. Uh, you guys it, are cute. Uh, I've seen it. I've, I've seen you guys together. <laughs> You're adorable. <laughs> we are adorable. Yeah. We're, 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 we're nauseating. We're nauseating. We're that couple. We're, we love each other like that. Yeah. Okay, so I want to make sure, because you were talking about a story offline. I want to give you the space yes. to tell me the story. Oh, this story. This is the story that I want every single person to hear, especially women who, who fear when they go out. So this is the ultimate evidence of how powerful surrender to a, is to a wiser in loving intelligences to a higher consciousness and what how wholeness and self-love can protect you that's what this is about i was having uh and, and here's the thing i want to be very clear in all of my years of teaching unbreakable woman of my my 15 plus years of teaching personal safety of teaching self-defense i never had an incident where i felt like someone was directly in my face indicating they're about to hurt me that never, ever happened. Not once. I trained for it mentally. I prepared myself. I rehearsed. I fantasized. Never came close because I had this energy that people are just like, uh -uh. oh, no, God, God, not her. Never even came close, not even by a mile. So this happened in November of this past year of 2019. I was having a meditation and it was not going well. It was the worst stuff. It was the worst. I'm like, God, I'm so distracted by the stuff going on in the room. And now I'm so frustrated that I'm distracted. And now I'm judging myself for being frustrated. Like it was that thing. I'm just like, I suck. I don't know how to meditate. I've been doing this for 20 years and I still, it's like, I'm just a beginner. How can I teach people if I can't even do it myself? And the whole thing, right? So I start judging myself right. and I'm just having a miserable time. And I'm like starting to cry a little bit because I'm so uh -huh. jammed up and I know. It's just, I'm like, yeah, I suck. And yeah, I was having a crisis. And this voice said to me, it was not mine. It was a very gentle, I can't, I, there was no gender on it. It was just a very gentle voice, an impulse that came that said, you are, ex, ex, how did it put it? You are doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing. And this is exactly right. And as soon as I heard those words, I felt this rush of love and self-acceptance. Uh, the moment I accepted exactly the state I was in, I stopped judging and I received my own acceptance and love. I just got like knocked down. Like literally, I just, I, I just fell apart in this sort of spasm of Wow. of gratitude and love of what, what I, what I call joy. Joy is for me a cocktail of gratitude and love. And I was, it's like, it just knocked me down and I just fell apart and received and it, something transformed in me that day. 
I got access to a sensation, a feeling of wholeness that I've never experienced before. I needed to, you know, I up-leveled. And when you up-level, the challenges get, well, harder and harder because yep. you have a greater and greater capacity to, right? So this was my next challenge. And the moment I accepted and I just, I just leaned into my, my worthiness and my wholeness, I'm like, whoa, oh God, I get it. I get it. I just get it. And I, I went to celebrate with a run in the forest. Cause I, you know, I live by all these beautiful forests and yes. I'm like, I got to get out. I got to be, I got to be in nature right now. So I put on my clothes and, and I went out to run. I run in this forest all the time. And I, I take my headphones out, not for safety, but just to hear the forest, to be with the forest. Right. And so I, I pop my headphones out as I'm running up the trail. So coming out of the trail is this young man. He's like in his mid to late twenties, dark hair, blue eyes, Caucasian male, about, you know, five foot 10 wearing this kind of blue windbreaker and jeans and, and like kind of hiking boots. And, um, and that's a lot of detail, by the way. Sure. Uh, the, the reason that I'm mentioning that is when your subconscious picks up on all that, there's a reason. Normally your subconscious is like human moving on. But when you pick up on that amount of data, there's a reason your body is telling you your, my higher self is like, pay attention. So, I run by him and he's like, Hey, how are you doing? And I'm like, good. How are you? And then he says, are you in the special forces? As I'm running, uh, I'm like, uh, not today. That was what my intuition told me to say. Right. And I'm like, that was weird. And he goes, what about tomorrow? I'm like, maybe. And as I'm running, I'm like, that is so weird. And I can hear him as I'm like putting distance between us. I hear him kind of cursing and I don't know what it's about. I'm like, none of my business. So I keep right. running. Right. And as I'm running, I had this thought that an impulse that popped into my head, which is if I have a physical, if I need to defend myself physically with this person. I'm going to choose the high five to the nose. That's the, that's the non, uh, it's, it's, it's a technique that I always, the only technique that I taught that you're not going to kill anybody, but it is, it will blind them and give you space to, to exit. Okay. And um, it's very easy to do. Okay. It's, it's just like basic human movement. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. Why is this idea in my, where is this coming from? Like, why? So it, I wasn't actively consciously thinking it, it popped in. Sure. I'm like, okay, I noticed that I kept running. And it of course was absolutely phenomenal run. The colors were more vibrant because I had clicked into some spiritual consciousness that I had never been in before. And I was embodying it as I was running. I wanted to get it in my body, which was part of it. And as I was going, I thought, I am so curious about this man. I got flooded with this, this immense amount of curiosity. Like if I see him again, there's a reason. And I'm so curious to know what the reason is. Why is he showing up in my world? Right. If I see him, I'm going to be curious. And I just like, that's, it kept coming up and coming up and repeating. And I thought, well, there's six square miles here. If I see him, it's meant to be. And so, I, I'm like, I will investigate that if it happens. Sure enough, he was waiting for me when I was on my way out. Because he was coming out of this forest. He doubled back and wow. came back in and sitting on a bench waiting for me. In six square miles, he found me. We found each other. So I thought, well, I got to stop. I have to. Right. Never felt a moment of, of panic or, or like I never felt a, the only thing I had 
was this intense wholeness, self-love and curiosity. And that was it. And he said, did you hear the song I wrote for you? I said, you wrote a song for me. I had my hands to my heart as earnest as you could possibly imagine. Honestly, like I was so honored. I'm like, you wrote wow. a song for me. I know. He goes, yeah. Would you like to hear it? I said, sure. And I don't know what possessed me. I said, what's it called? Cause I wanted to like interact with, I like wanted to be in on the, on the, whatever was going on. I wanted to engage. I said, what's it called? And he looked at me in this way that I'm not sure I can describe. And he reached into his pocket. And as he was taking out a harmonica, he looked at me with this look and he said, it's called rape whistle. And then he started to play like the creepiest song. He's a very good harmonicist, by the way. Yeah. It, was creepy. it was the longest, creepiest 30 seconds of my adult life. He, I felt him waiting for something. I felt him shift into anticipation. Like there was a cascade of events that he was planning. Like he, I felt anticipation from him and I never got outside of my wholeness. I never got off of my center, my ground. I was so grateful. I was in such gratitude. That was the energy. And there was no moving from it. I, it there, it's not like I was trying to be in it. I was it. Yes. And he played me this song. And I can tell you, that man had an agenda. I promise you. I mm -hmm. can tell you that much. He had an agenda. I have never been approached by another human in this way. He was very threatening with every, everything, every part of him. But I was unable to reflect that back to him. I was just this vibration of gratitude and self-love. And after he played it, I thanked him so genuinely. And I'm like, that was beautiful. And I'm, I'm so honored you wrote a song for me. And he did not quite know what to do. So he just kind of kept talking. He said, yeah, I'm here a lot. I said, well, I'm sure that this forest appreciates your gifts too. I said, have an amazing day. And I started to walk away. And he, he said, God bless you. And I stopped and I looked at him and with every part of my being, and I said, God bless you. And I meant it. And we were transformed. Like, I don't know. You know, all my girlfriends are like, what did you call the cops? I'm like, I think you're missing the point of the story. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're missing it. The, uh, I had always fantasized about what I would say and what I would do in these moments where I was threatened by, by someone, particularly a man. And in the actual moment that it happened, it's like the universe waited for me to find a, a state of loving, intelligent consciousness, of wholeness, before it allowed me to have the interaction that I had been training for. And it went completely different than I could possibly imagine. And I experienced for the first time compassionate self-defense, the very thing that I wanted to teach. But right. I had to be in love. I had to be in love. I had to be love. And I don't mean this in a frou-frou way. I mean this in like a, I sensed his being way. And his being could not get over the fact that I was seeing him, that my being 
was seeing him because he's never been seen that way. Or if he has, I don't know. No. But he got seen by me that day and he was unable to move forward in his script. And I didn't do it on purpose. Like, I don't want this to sound like, oh, I did this thing. I didn't do anything. I was being away and that's all that happened. Gosh. <laughs> you know? Ah. Wow. I mean, I have, I have seen you walk into a room of 500 people and capture their attention. And so what you've just described is a whole nother level, you know, just, just as you say, standing in love and, and standing in your purpose. And wow. I mean, I can't imagine people who listen to this. That's an incredible story. Thank you. I'm, I'm so grateful to be able to tell it because it, it all happened for me. I didn't do any, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I don't walk around like that all the time. Like it was just a set of circumstances and it's like, well, you get into a space when you meditate and if you can figure out how to be there, your environment is going to change. It's going to respond differently to you. I just never suspected in a million years that I would get out of an, an altercation in a, in a secluded forest with love, with wholeness. That's, I didn't see that one comment, Duff. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, I mean, and, and, and so it makes sense to me how your, your business now has, as you said, pivoted or transitioned. And so I want to make sure to give everybody the right information to come and find out more about you because, uh, uh, you know, I, I think that uh, I'm just so thankful and honored that you're, you're speaking to us here today. Uh, so Maura's uh, URL, you can go to her URL to learn more about Maura, her, her website. It is soulful, soulfulleader.com with one L, soulfulleader.com with one L. Um, if you go there to the menu and you look in the, you click on the upper menu and you click transformation, um, that's where you can uh, connect with Maura. And I know she's got a really interesting program called the Soulful Leader 90 Day Transformation Intensive which is pretty awesome. Um, and you can find out more information about that, that there. Um, I feel like I want to have you back and have another conversation with you more because we've got so much more to cover. Would that be cool to do that again? Oh, I would love it. I'd be honored. Thank okay. you. Yeah. Let's do that. Uh, so again, I want to mention where to find out more information about Maura Barkley. It is, you can go to soulfulleader.com. That is with one L. And again, click on transformation, and then you can click on the buttons to get more information, connect with Maura, and see the kind of amazing work that she's doing in the world. Maura, thanks so much for coming on the show today, coming on Off My Duff, the Entrepreneur Podcast. Oh, it's so my pleasure. I'm so glad to be off my duff with you. <laughs> thank you. And so all to, to all my listeners out there, thank you, and I'm honored again that you've joined us today. As you go into the world and make the impact that you want, make sure to teach what you love, and live from your truth. I'm Duff Gardner. I'll see you next time. Thank you. Hey, everyone. I'm Duff Gardner, and you've been listening to my show, Off My Duff, the Entrepreneur Podcast, where we're all about getting off your backside and making your impact by living your truth. If you're like me and you're an entrepreneur with a heart to help others, you need an offer that sells. An offer that sells helps you get traction with your business, more sales, more clients, more gigs, more fans and more deals, period. And here's what I believe. Your offer is the purest expression of your truth. So that's why I've created a free ebook 
Offers That Sell, the eight-step revenue breakthrough system. Simply go to offersthatsell.com forward slash book to grab your free copy, and you can even follow it up with a chat with me, should you wish. It's been wonderful to have you here with us today. And as you get off your backside to make your impact on the world, remember one thing, teach what you love, live from your truth. I'm Duff Gardner. See you next time. Bye now.